I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. Welcome to 5 to Thrive with Soda Pop Love, an HD Smartcast original. I'm Shraddha, a fashion and lifestyle blogger looking to help you live your best life. From fashion and skincare to physical fitness and mental health. In each episode, I will introduce you to five things you can do to thrive in your life. So, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. HD you are listening to an HD Smartcast original. Hello, hello. I'm back with another episode. This time, I'm talking all about the trending topic of Indian matchmaking. Now, I watched the entire show in two days straight in the name of research. (laughs) If you were here, you'd see me actually doing the air quotes. (laughs) Now, research for this episode had me binge watching it and, well, no regrets. The show's fun, entertaining and cringy. And you guys already know that I love reality shows like these. (laughs) I also really wanted to see if the people on the show were anything like me and if their experience was anything like mine. You see, the Indian society puts an expiry date on your ability to be a good partner. Now, this expiry date varies family to family and culture to culture. For some, it may be 35, while for others, it may be 25. But there's an expiry date for sure, and mine is looming over my head. Now, this expiry date, it signifies a failure to find someone. This could probably be because you're not good enough, or it could be because you think you're too good for someone else. Trust me, I've had both of these opinions, speculations, and judgments thrown my way from family, friends, even parents sometimes. I've heard it all, and from everyone. What people don't realize is that the Indian society is sort of stuck between its rigid traditions, its modern outlook, and of course, individual personal values. Now, these, of course, vary with the individual and with the family they come with. So finding a match for the traditions, the values, and the modernity is where the real challenge is at. And as a modern Indian woman, that's when you call for help. So whether it's parents, friends, a matchmaker, or Shadi.com and Jeevan Sathi, you kind of hand over the reins to someone else who you hope understands you better or can at least look at you as an objective list of characteristics and help you find someone accordingly. Now, my so-called hunt for the one has been going on since I was 26. Yep, it's been five years. Needless to say, I've met many, many, many prospects, some memorable and some not so remarkable. Like Tinder dates, this has had its own horror stories and I'm here to share with you the most interesting guys I met and what I learned about myself and what I think matters about finding the right guy for you. So first, let's call him the control freak. This amazing dermatologist came my way. We had an amazing first date and um, 
At the end of the date, we were eating ice cream at Naturals, and he decides that it's time to make it official because we had one good dinner date. Okay, I held him off. Over the next few days, he kept texting me and pushing me to make it official. Why? Because he's insecure. Why? Because he does not believe in uncertainties. Okay. Um I told him that let's have some conversations. I'm not looking at any other person. So let's just chat and see how it goes. Well, the pushing continued and uh, I told him that okay, let's meet for another meal and then let's take a call. Uh that's not my way at all. I like to assess a person, get to know the person and then take a decision because it's going to be one for the rest of my life. So, we met for lunch again and this person tells me that he works 14 hours a day and uh that's because once he gets married, he will have to spend time with the spouse and he would occasionally have to take her out otherwise she'll get bored and she'll want to go out with her friends and he can't have that now can he now this person also told me that once we are married i can only have one confidant and that's him and at max it can go on to his parents where i go to confide i can't even talk to my own parents about my own problems yep major major red flags i got out of that so fast you can't imagine sorry dude like if you think i can forget my family and friends who i have lived my entire life with you are very sadly mistaken now what this meeting taught me and made me understand was my boundaries now some people are able to deal with that kind of um control that another person would have over them or that kind of constant need to be in each other's spaces but i'm not one of those i need to go out and meet people i need to go out and meet my friends so my first piece of advice would be please understand your boundaries um if you like going out and meeting your friends or family or even new people you should understand that about yourself you should recognize that in your partner if there is a mismatch if you're an extrovert he's an introvert or if you're an introvert he's an extrovert things can still be managed but if someone's trying to control the other person's time that's not okay moving on <laughs> the monster in love with her little baby boy <laughs> now this happened way back when i was still doing my masters and i wasn't living in delhi this family came in contact with my parents and they were very insistent that they should finalize the proposal without my even meeting the boy my parents thankfully do let me exercise my choices <laughs> so they did not agree to that but once i came to delhi i went to meet the family and the boy First meeting was amazing. It was nice, warm. The boy was quiet, but okay, fair enough. Maybe he's an introvert. I was here only for 3 days by the way. The next day, the mother and the son took me and my mom out for lunch. Now the mom sat opposite me and hounded me. I'm not joking. That entire lunch she kept forcing me to say yes because hamare time pe beta ek hi meeting hoti thi. Uske baad to phir bas yes bolna hi padta tha. So I tried to very politely deflect and I did manage but when I looked over to the boy who was sitting next to me he was just buried deep into his phone he didn't even bother to look up or did not bother to engage in the conversation did not bother to give his opinion 
Okay, red flag, but no worries. The family seems nice. Let's move on. The next evening, we had another dinner planned, and um, again, the parents came, forcing us to say yes to the boy, who again did not have a straight conversation with me at all. So I very clearly said that I need to know the guy more before I can take a decision like this. After all, it's for the rest of my life. So I went back to my college to do my masters, and it was decided that we would stay. in touch over the next one week we tried to have conversations didn't really happen much until one day this guy gets very frustrated which i was quite shocked but i was like okay let's make an effort so that evening this guy calls me and for one and a half hours he talks to me about bhel puri it's true the only topic of conversation that we had was about bhel puri after an hour and a half i hung up the phone because i was exhausted I was like okay we will give it one more chance. So the next day the boy calls me to ask very very discreetly about what I feel. So he says Shraddha imagine there's a car. So is the tank full? Is the tank empty? Or is the fuel somewhere in the middle? Because apparently that indicated my interest in the guy. Yeah, I think that decided it for me. I can't be with someone who defines relationships by fuel tanks in a car and can't speak up in front of his parents. So that made me realize that uh, I needed someone who should have an identity because especially if it's in a joint family scenario, if the boy does not have an identity in the house, if he doesn't have a voice in which he can speak up, if he can't have an opinion for himself, then what the hell is he going to protect me from because i'm going to be moving in to a new scenario completely and leaving behind my life as i would know it and uh, if the guy that i'm with who's supposed to be my life partner can't even speak up to save himself what the hell is he going to save me from especially if the mother is so domineering <laughs> Okay, I'm going to cut myself short over here because the rest of the stories were so juicy that I went well over the time limit that I've been allotted. So, here ends part 1 and part 2 will come out next week with the remainder 3 horror stories of my Indian matchmaking experience. In the meantime, if you want more Indian matchmaking goodness, you can tune in to On the Record, which is another HD Smartcast show where Spriti Mundra herself is coming on to talk about her incredible show Indian matchmaking. which is the talk of the town right now so tune in on august 4th which is tuesday to listen to that episode and i will be back next week with the remainder of my matchmaking horror stories and i will see you then have a great week bye so that's it from me if you enjoyed today's episode don't forget to like the podcast share it with your friends and subscribe to my show to stay up to date with all the upcoming episodes there are some fun ones lined up To listen to more interesting podcasts about various topics, do log on to htsmartcast.com. And you can also share your thoughts and suggestions about today's episode on Instagram at the rate soda dot pop dot love, and Twitter at the rate soda underscore pop underscore love, or at the rate htsmartcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'll see you guys next week with a brand new episode. Bye. This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast. 
I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising a Pro. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.